Oh my goodness, it is 2022. I cannot believe it. And I don't know about you, but January is a time for me when I'm feeling so invigorated for the year ahead. I'm full of energy, new goals, dreams, excitement. It's a time for me to learn new things and set my intentions for the rest of the year. And with that in mind, I love to dig into new podcasts like Success Story hosted by Scott D. Clary and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is truly one of the most useful podcasts in the world, featuring conversations about sales, marketing, business, and startups with super successful people in the industry. So if you're in the mood for some fresh energy, I would highly recommend starting with episode 189 called How to Build an Iconic Brand with Joe Foster, the founder and CEO of Reebok. It is a pretty wild ride. You can listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Here are the six quick questions. So question number one is what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? I just love seeing successful women. I love seeing self-actualized women. I love seeing wealthy women. I love seeing happy women. I love seeing fulfilled women. You know, I want that for me. I want that for you. I want that for everyone. And that's my why. It's just like, I just want us all to be amazing, to get what we want, to do what we want, to do good to have rights, you know, to raise amazing children. If you don't want to raise children, that's fine. Like to do what sets your soul alight. That's what I want to see women doing. That is so cool. I'm just so inspired by you. I can't tell you enough. (laughs) I can't tell you enough times, but oh my gosh. Question number two, what has been your favorite marketing moment so far or like the number one marketing moment so far? Oh gosh, like Oprah's favorite things. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, I mean, you can't top that. I <laughs> that's mean, the ultimate. That's the ultimate. How did that happen, by the way? It's one of those things where, like, you cry. I mean, another thing, like, you cry. I've I've never cried this much in three years. Like, you cry because you're miserable. You cry because you're happy. <laughs> you cry because you're confused. Like, that was a serious weeping moment, right? How did it happen? So I think someone from her team heard about us through one of the small indie retailers that we work with. And I guess she like looked up the site, loved the products, kind of loved the stuff and reached out. And I I thought it was like some person asking for free product, you know, so whatever. And that, I mean... It it just, you know, and at first I was like, first of all, I didn't believe it. And then eventually after talking to her saying she's interested in learning more, she works with Oprah daily. Eventually I realized she was telling the truth. And then (laughs) you're like, oh, wait a second. I know. So at first I was like, she sends me an email. Do you have time to talk? I was like, no, I don't have time. Maybe in three months we can speak. Because I thought it was like, (laughs) I thought it was somebody looking for free product. Did you say maybe in three months we can speak? Yeah. I said we can either speak today or in three months, because my summer is going to be really busy. And she's like, okay, let's speak today. And she calls and we start speaking. And I'm like, whoa, this is like the real deal. And so I send her a bunch of products and the address she gives me is Hearst Magazine's offices. And so then I'm like, ah, this is possible. This is possible. 
possible. So anyway, we go through this whole process of like, I, I did a whole deck, which I don't think Oprah saw the deck. I've sent it. I was like, oh, you, you, you don't understand. I love Oprah. Like she is my mentor and she doesn't even know me. She's the queen. <laughs> She's the queen. I mean, we don't even talk about that. I, th- I don't know how long it took because apparently like she has people on her team like suggest, but she makes the final choices. And so that she was like, listen, we'll let you know what Lady O says. She calls her Lady O. Oh, my God. I was, some days I call her Lady O. Some days I call her Auntie O. Like, Oprah's a member of my family in my head. (laughs) And I just, it was. I mean, I cannot even imagine. That's crazy. And then you've got to keep it confidential for a long period of time. And so you're almost like nervous, like, are they going to change their mind? Are they going to change their mind? Is this really true? Is this going to happen? And then the day it happens, oh. That is crazy. What is the impact of being one of Oprah's favorite things? Are you able to share like what happens after something like that? Yeah. I mean, without, I mean, (laughs) we sold out of everything and then tried to restock and we sold out of that and then we were able to restock some things some things are still sold out because of supply chain issues so from a sales standpoint unbelievable and not just the thing that's Oprah's favorite things but then what that does is it opens you up to millions of new customers who learn about your products and you know, decide to buy something else or try something else and people give gifts. And of course it's around the holiday shopping period. So, you know, I was seeing people buy 10 boxes and, you know, so they're obviously giving boxes to to friends and it's just, so that's 10 new customers you get at once. Right. And then of course the press coverage you're in, like we had our, a solo piece in InStyle magazine. What? (laughs) Um, just like style caster. What? Glamour magazine. What? I mean, what? <laughs> Not of it. It was just insane. It got to the point where my PR team would be like, oh, please to tell you that you were featured in this. And, be, and it got to the point where I was like, I'm too, I'm too busy packing orders. I don't have time to be. I mean, these are the things that you live for. But now I'm like, okay, we got to not fail. Like, and I mean, so I spent the two months because I was so nervous about getting it wrong. Every single box I packed myself. I hired a young lady. We ordered the boxes very quickly, paid extra to get them rushed, had a bunch of boxes. My house was a disaster, okay? And this lady and I, we would put on our masks and gloves and we would watch Squid Game or Netflix all day and we were downstairs just folding boxes, taking lipsticks, placing four in a piece, closing it, putting in a bag, loop. Like, this was an assembly line. I think it took us all day, every day for about three weeks. My fingers, I don't know how they're not like this. (laughs) It was, yeah. I love how you've gone through some real, I mean, I don't love this for you, but I love you've gone through this journey that's like some super low lows, but those lows have gotten you to here where you've then had these crazy highs and you're like, oh, I went all through all of that, but I, I kept with it. And now this is the good bit. Like I'm here. That is so cool. My God. I digress. Question number three, what's your go-to business resource when it comes to podcast, newsletter, or book? So definitely podcasts. 
Um, I read a lot of newsletters as well, but oh God, I haven't read a full business book in I don't know how long. I just don't have the attention span or capacity any longer, sadly. Podcasts, I love business wars. Um, I also really love how I built this. And it's crazy that I was I was on how I built this. Uh, there was, can you imagine? That was another like, what the fuck? I can't believe I haven't already brought this up. You've chatted to Guy Raz, who's like everyone's hero. I know. <laughs> he is Uncle Guy to my kids. Like my kids, when we're going on like, we're driving long trips, we listen to how I built this. They know him. And so my kids cannot believe their mother even spoke. I can't believe that I made it through a conversation with Guy Raz. Crazy. I can't believe I'm talking to someone that spoke to Guy Raz. Like, <laughs> what the heck? It doesn't work, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, so yeah, I really, I really do like, I like how I built this and uh, Business Wars. Those are two that I listen to a lot. I haven't listened to Business Wars in ages. That's a good one. I'm going to check that out again. Oh, it's a really good one. Yeah. Question number four is how do you win the day? What's your AM or PM rituals and habits that keep you feeling happy and successful and motivated? Okay. Well, coffee, first of all. Like if I don't start my day with coffee, in fact- It's not started. It it doesn't start. So- First thing I wake up, I say good morning to my boys. I kind of bumble down the stairs and then I have coffee and then I'm like, okay, how's everybody? Did you sleep? Right. I wake up, uh, get my kids off to school. And then I just, you know, I said, I put a tweet out a couple months ago or so where I said this year, I'm all about build and ship, ship and build. I just, I put my head down and I work, I work, I work. Like if you see my desk, it's filled with papers and makeup and eyeshadows and stuff like I'm just do 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 and then I will go pick up my kids from school and hang out with them for a little bit and then I come back and do 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 um I just I get it done I'm really you know I'm I'm getting it done I just that's my thing is I know what I you know I've got my little notepad that tells me what's outstanding I have post-its all over my office you know, I have a whole bunch of here, you know, one of them says, don't quit before the miracle happens. Another one says you are the trophy. And then the other ones just say, don't forget to do this. Make sure you contact this, do this, do this. This one says QVC, JCPenney, bossy chats. So I have reminders and I just, as I execute, I throw the post-it in the trash as I execute. And then I've got. This is Aisha Fatima Dozier for Female Startup Club. and welcome back to the show. It's Dune here, your host and a hype girl. Today on the show, we're learning from Aisha. She is the founder of Bossy Cosmetics and boy, oh boy, has she been on the journey. This conversation is just so good and sprinkled with so many learnings. After a successful 20-year career in the corporate finance industry, Aisha was diagnosed with severe hypertension and felt completely burnt out. She dreamed of creating a beloved beauty brand that cared about how women felt starting from the inside and moving outward. Bossy Cosmetics is a mission-driven color cosmetics brand committed to empowering ambitious women to feel, look, and do good with a line of ethically made lipsticks, eyeshadows, and eyeliners. And if you're like me and you're wondering how she managed to trademark the name Bossy Cosmetics, get ready for a wild ride she's going to tell us all in the next episode. And while I've got you here, I have a quick favor for you. If you're on your phone right now, please take a screenshot in your podcast app 
and share this episode on Instagram stories tagging me or Female Startup Club. It helps me know that A, you really love the show, B, it helps other ears find us, and C, it also shows you are part of our club. Let's get into this episode. This is Aisha for Female Startup Club. A whole bunch of spreadsheets, right? Because this is a business. So I'm tracking, okay, why we've made this payment. Whereas this boat that's supposed to be bringing this product in and, you know, there's a lot of logistics involved. So I'm, you know, not all of, I very rarely look like this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Only because I knew this was going to be video. Do I look like this? Otherwise my hair is not combed. There is no makeup on my face. I am wearing my bathrobe with big fluffy socks and I'm just do, 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 do. I'm working. I'm so on it. Thank you so much for putting on the makeup and the headphones, which yes, <laughs> ruined yes. your look and your beautiful headband. <laughs> yes. I actually don't think they ruined the look. I think you rock it. No, they did. I'm all about it. No, listen, <laughs> this is the plan. So when we finish the actual substantive part of this discussion, I'm going to take this off and put on my thing and then smile for a couple seconds and maybe do like a, scre- <laughs> and do like a screenshot. We're not doing a screenshot with this. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, that's the main part of me. Let's do that. I mean, I appreciate it. Don't worry. Question number five is what's the worst money mistake you've ever made in the business and how much did it cost? A lot of money mistakes I've made. I think the worst, though, was actually in the beginning. I think I mentioned that I was super insecure about marketing and I still am, but much less so. But I had no idea because I was not from the beauty industry. I was not from the D2C industry. I was not from the, you know, B2C industry. I felt so insecure that I really felt I needed to hire a chief marketing officer to do the things. And so before, I think we we hadn't even launched yet. I hired someone to work, to understand, basically she was going to be my CMO and she had worked at L'Oreal for many years. And it was just the biggest waste of money. Biggest, biggest, biggest regret of mine. I mean, we we move on from it. She's a phenomenal, amazing, brilliant, talented woman. Why I say it was the biggest waste of money and the biggest mistake is that, first of all, I never should have been insecure. I felt like, you know, there's so many nuggets that you need to know as a legacy beauty person to bring to this brand, but that was the wrong way of thinking. What what I needed to do was to stick into my why, is to understand my customer and connect those two. It has nothing to do with a legacy brand. And feeling like you need to lean on legacy is the actual problem. And so it's not about her, but it was about my insecurity and my putting money behind my insecurity and someone who doesn't think the way I think and doesn't see the problem in the way I see it and doesn't see the solution in the way I see it. So I I wanna be clear that it had, she's an amazing woman, but, but the whole ethos behind bringing her on board and what I hoped for her to achieve didn't work out because it was, it was not the way you run your company. Gosh, tough one. Tough lesson to learn. <laughs> Another tough lesson to learn. <laughs> Last question, question number six, and you've shared so many of these already, but what is just a crazy story that you can share, good, bad, or ugly, from the business? Many, which I think I've shared. you shared so many. I'll share another one, which I didn't share, which led to lots of tears. So we are on QVC. This is like live shopping, right? Live shopping, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's 
uh, they have their own TV stations, internet, and they sell everything literally under the sun. I think they sell 364 days a year live. And we were part of this competition called The Big Find. We were selected and we had this opportunity to customize a collection for QVC and go live on air. I was so scared, but I just needed to get it done. And so just designing the new collection, getting the supply chain ready was the most stressful thing that I've done from a production standpoint since running this company. And we were down to the wire and we had just hired a new logistics company to help us sort through everything. Once the goods all come from Italy, package them up the way QVC wants them and then send them to QVC because QVC has a very, very strict process. So I asked the owner of the logistics company, have you worked at QVC before? He says, yes. I'm like, great, because I don't know anything about this. So I send them the QVC book. Unfortunately, they did not staff the person who has worked with QVC before on my account. So literally the blind is leading the blind. I think they know what they're doing. They think I know what I'm doing. So I fulfill my obligations, get my products to them, you know, tell them how to pack, tell them what to put together. They send everything to QVC. I have posted on Instagram and our website, told the investors, told everybody, we are going on QVC on Tuesday. Friday afternoon, I get an email. Now, by the way, this is again another time where I have put every penny of the business into this thing. So we are riding on this. I get an email on Friday saying from QVC, your goods have failed inspection. You will not go on air on Tuesday. And there's a whole list of things that we did wrong. Like what? Uh, everything. Basically, the master <laughs> carton didn't have the right barcode, that this wasn't that. I mean, it's all stuff that would be of no interest to either you or I. Right. But a logistics company should know what they're doing. So all of the requirements that QVC had so that when something goes into their distribution center, they can track it properly. These guys just, I don't know what they did, but they didn't do it right. So that was the biggest disaster because I then, I had just emailed the investors that morning saying, hey guys, super excited, put all the money in the company in this thing, fingers crossed, I'm going to do the best I can. We're going to sell out on Tuesday, blah, 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 like this and this and this. And then I cried all day Friday and Saturday morning. I then sent them an email saying, I have to own this L as the CEO. Um, we blew it. We're not going to go on Tuesday. I don't know when or if we will go. We're now long, I don't know, 40,000 more lipsticks than we need. <laughs> and I don't know what we're going to do with them. <laughs> it was not funny then, but I can laugh now. <laughs> But wait, what happens? <laughs> I know. Oh my was, God, tell us the ending. <laughs> I know. In the end, luckily, QVC was really good. I got a really nice gentleman in QVC. He was like, oh, I will introduce you to somebody who can come in and repack. I mean, you have to pay for it, but they'll come and repack everything. So I ended up not going on air for another month, but we ended up doing it. So it all worked out. But at that moment, when I got the failed inspection, I thought, come get your shit, you failed. And I literally was wailing the whole weekend. Oh my God, so, yeah. I mean, I can imagine. God, my emotions have been so frayed by this business <laughs> and it's only been three years. Your nervous system is like, I am frazzled, but I love it. I, I know, basically, I, I, I'm frazzled, but I'll still wear lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll still look, show up looking cute. <laughs> exactly, weather beaten and worn and all. 
Oh my God, Aisha, I have loved, loved talking to you. You are just such a ray of sunshine and I can just so see everything that you're building. I can feel it in the way that you talk about your brand and what you're doing and your spirit is just like none other. My goodness, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation, Dune. Thank you so much and I wish your audience, I hope they really enjoy this. I hope they're inspired and... I hope they go on to be billionaire women themselves. Yes, we need the billionaire energy. I'm all about it. That's it. We (laughs) need it. The big B energy. We're going to be watching you. We're going to be learning from you. (laughs) Ah, That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We can't go. We can't go. Oh, wait. Okay. Put the headband on. on. So we're going to. I won't be able to hear you. I can't hear you. (laughs) It looks amazing. I can't hear you. The sound has disconnected because we've changed the microphone. I don't know if you can hear me. (laughs) You look amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Hey, it's Doom here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter and learn more about our DIY course, The Ads MBA. I also truly appreciate each and every review that comes our way. It might seem like such a small thing, but reviews help other ears find us. So please do jump on and subscribe, rate and review the show. And finally, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these inspiring stories, please do share it with them and empower the women in your network. See you soon. This is Aisha Fatima Dozier for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. It's Dune here, your host and a hype girl. Today on the show, we're learning from Aisha. She is the founder of Bossy Cosmetics, and boy, oh boy, has she been on the journey. This conversation is just so good and sprinkled with so many learnings. After a successful 20-year career in the corporate finance industry, Aisha was diagnosed with severe hypertension and felt completely burnt out. She dreamed of creating a beloved beauty brand that cared about how women felt starting from the inside and moving outward. Bossy Cosmetics is a mission-driven color cosmetics brand committed to empowering ambitious women to feel look, and do good with a line of ethically made lipsticks, eyeshadows, and eyeliners. And if you're like me and you're wondering how she managed to trademark the name Bossy Cosmetics, get ready for a wild ride. She's going to tell us all in the next episode. And while I've got you here, I have a quick favor for you. If you're on your phone right now, please take a screenshot in your podcast app and share this episode on Instagram stories tagging me or Female Startup Club. It helps me know that A, you really love the show, B, it helps other ears find us, and C, it also shows you are part of our club. Let's get into this episode. This is Aisha for Female Startup Club. <laughs> 